Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. And of course, we're moving quickly to the end of the year. December is coming up. How's December going to be for the market? That's going to be an interesting thing. I got some some comments on that later on in the show. Uh, so you still have to do certain things for the end of the year. If you're in taxable accounts, you have to take a look at them to try to mitigate any realized gains by realizing losses that you may have that you haven't realized yet. So you need to do certain things in your portfolio. And maybe you need to make a contribution or max out your contributions to your 401k, IRA, or something else. All that is tax advantage to you. So you guys do something. At least pay attention to what is there. Okay? And you still got to build your portfolio. Still got to protect it. You still have to maintain it. And that's, of course, what this show is all about. Of course, if you want answers specifically directed to your personal situation or a particular stock or whatever, anything financial, that's you can call me. You know, we can call me right now. 888-99-CHARTER is our number. Our mission statement I mention every day, independent thinking and share success. And that tells you that we are going to provide you with, with information that as accurate as we can get it. Okay, so... All the market reporting, all the explanations on what's going on, you know, of course, a lot of it is our own interpretation. Justin and I talk about this stuff every day, and, you know, we decide what we think is going to happen, and we we present it to you, okay? Now, of course, there are certain things we don't because we reserve those for our clients, but any questions, we answer them fully and completely. We don't hold back on any of that. So, my, I am Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to contact me. Any financial questions, any anything financial, we'll talk about. And if you call me right now, you can be live on the program. We're live streaming and at 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So, you can call me now at the same number. It never changes, 888-99-CHART. And if you can't get a hold of me live and you have a question, please call that number and Ask the question. We'll play it on the next show. We will. We'll play it on the very next program or within a very day or two of, of the question you ask. So let's get right to our first listener line question. Here it is. Hey, this is James from Georgia. I'm calling about ticker symbol ET, energy transfer. I've had it for a while. It's not doing anything. It's just going sideways. And 
I heard you advise another guy the other day. He had something in the same sector, and you said probably sell it and get into something else. Could you please look at the financials on this, if you could please advise me? We love the show. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Uh, engaged in, in, in natural gas, midstream, liquid, transportation, and storage businesses in the United States. I like the natural gas part. I think that that's going to get more and more uh, necessary as an energy source as time goes by. They're going to make a dollar ninety-three this year after losing twenty-four cents a share last year. Dollar ninety-three this year, and then a dollar thirty next year. So it's a very inexpensive stock, eight dollars and forty-two cents. But these stocks generally are very inexpensive. Uh, the range is three dollars and. It has been as high as $33 in 2015 when they made $1.11. Here it is, $8, and they're going to make $1.30. They're going to make $1.93 this year, $1.30 next year. So it seems awful low price, uh-uh. and they pay a pretty high dividend. Uh, they have a lot of debt. That might be an issue that I would worry about. Um, I don't know. I, I like the natural gas part of this. I think I'd hold on to it. There are certain of these these uh, midstream transportation and storage facilities stocks that I don't like, but I kind of like this one. I think I'd keep it. ET is in symbol. My focus point today, based on the story behind the question, where are home prices headed in 2022? Do you think they're going to finally collapse? I don't think so. Real estate market has been pretty hot. We know that. In 2021, it was really hot. And, you know, maybe the, that that rush to buy real estate, the price is skyrocketing. I think that part is done. That doesn't mean it's going to collapse. I don't see it. And we'll talk about that in more details. I just don't see it. J.P. Morgan says oil well, it may well get to $150 a barrel, $150 a barrel. Whenever I see something like that, I go, hmm, why do they think that? That seems odd, and it probably is not going to happen. But I want to talk about it. Jeremy Siegel, who's Wharton School of Business, has written several books and is a pretty smart guy. He talks about a drop in the market. We'll discuss that. And chip shortages continue and make it worse next year. Why? Well, we're, well, I think we should explore that too. They get worse? I don't know about that, but I can. it's very easily explainable why we're going to have it. So, those are things I'm going to talk about, but of course you come first. You want to ask questions? You'll come first. The market was down pretty significantly today, down 652 points for the Dow, down 245 points for the uh NASDAQ and down 88 points for the S&P 500. And you had that big down day on Friday, that shortened holiday between Thanksgiving and Saturday. That Friday, the market was down big. Yesterday, it had a little bit of bounce, and now it returned to falling. question is, is this a new correction we're dealing with? Is that what we're, we're seeing? What do you think? I think it's a very interesting and valid question to ask. Remember, we're in December. December doesn't usually have these kinds of corrections, but it can, just because it hasn't had very many times. It certainly can. Or maybe we're just the market's taking a breather after coming out of that low. It made uh, 
at the beginning of October. You know, came out of that low, ran up through November. Now it's not. Hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about that. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem talking about it. But the chart still is in a bullish mood. If you look at charts of the indexes, they still are bullish despite this weakness. I know, remember, a 10% correction would be health restoring, not necessarily a market bear market coming. It's hard for me to see a bear market coming when you have all that money being spending coming out of Washington. You still have very low interest rates. The Fed has not really made much change in their easy money. Yes, they have started the tightening process by just cutting down their bond buying by a little bit. And that's not much. They could stop that, too. Anyway. My trivia question today centers on cryptocurrency. That is coming up at the halfway point of the program. So we'll talk about that. Um, we are moving into a break. And I'm here now taking your questions, your calls. I wish you would give me a call. This is the way it goes because your interaction drives the show. Make it some more interesting. So call now. This is the best talk. 888-99-CHART. No two investors have an identical portfolio. So each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take Invest Talk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Investors, the goal of achieving financial freedom requires unbiased information, strategic planning, and determination. Congratulations, you found the podcast that is dedicated to helping you succeed Invest Talk. Steve and Justin welcome your questions anytime on the Invest Talk listener line, 888 99Chart. Uh, hello, Invest Talk. My name is Enrique from San Diego. My question is, if I give my two weeks notice at my job and I have a Roth 401k at my at my current job right now, but it should take me about two to three months, possibly max six months to find another job similar to the one I currently have, should I roll over my 401k to my Roth IRA or just leave it hanging there till I find a new job and roll it over to that 401k there? I look forward to your answer on the podcast. Thank you very much. I would, if I was given those two choices, I'd roll it over into my Roth IRA. I wouldn't roll it into the new uh, Roth 401k. First of all, you don't know if your new employer will offer a Roth 401k or even a 401k. You're not sure. You don't know. They, they don't have to, you know. It's not, a, it's not a must. It's a benefit that they can offer. 
Uh, but I'd rather see you have the money in your Roth IRA. Roll it into that because you have a lot more freedom to do what you want with the money. You can invest it any way you want. You know, you can hire someone like me or not. And you can buy anything. You're not stuck with uh, many times those those 401ks are li- limit you to your choices. Some of them don't because some of them you can open up a uh, uh, managed account inside the, the 401k. Depends on how the employer sets up these things. It's not too common, but we I do it for my employees. So that's what I would do. I'd roll it into the Roth IRA, and then you could pick whatever you want. You don't have to worry about whether they're going to offer one at your new job or how long it get, takes to get the new job. Appreciate the call. Good question. Our focus, focus point today is based on the story behind the question, where are home prices headed in 2022? Now, I have told you before, I think the home uh, homes have peaked, and they peaked in the summer. Prices, I think they have. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not alone in that, but also there are people thinking prices will still creep up. But now, most experts that, that think that the houses are going to go up think they are just going to go up slowly. Why do they think that? Because they think mortgage rates are going to stay subdued. Okay, they think it's still going to be subdued. They also think people are going to move back into big cities. Some people are going to move back in. We've had that exodus because of all the violence and rioting. They think that that might switch and move people back into those. They also, fact remains that we have not enough housing. We have a housing shortage. Okay, and therefore that would keep the prices up. Um, let's see. Andrew Val, Valdez, CEO of Cornerstone Home Lending, Inc., he thinks that uh, uh, that the house prices are going to continue to appreciate. The National Association of Realtors thinks it's going to go up 2.8%. Fannie Mae predicts a 7.4% rise next year. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, existing homes are only up 2.8%, but new homes up 4.4% next year. Could that happen? Sure, it could happen. I mean, I'm not an expert. So, you know, I think we had a spike and a peak in the summer, but, you know, prices are, we can, we already saw in the Case-Shiller uh, report that prices seem to have leveled off or topped. But that doesn't mean that they're going to go down. We didn't, we, in 2008, we had a bubble. And it was obvious that it was a bubble afterwards. No one thought about it in beforewards, but, you know, some people did. But afterwards, it was obvious that was a a, a situation where everybody got way too excited. Prices were driven way too high. They were loaning to people that couldn't afford the house, couldn't afford the mortgage. They didn't care. The bankers didn't care. They were selling the mortgages to Wall Street. They didn't care because they were selling to people like you and me. So that wasn't, that's not the issue this time. You still have to qualify for the loan this time. You still have to have a method to pay the mortgage this time. So, you know, even though some people are stretching, I think we you don't see the crazy loan antics we saw in 2008. So I think housing prices will probably flatten out maybe 2022, but some experts are predicting an increase. There's others that say decrease, but 
there's more uh, predicting an, uh, uh, an increase in the prices because they think the Fed is not going to be raising rates anytime soon. Well, I don't either. But that should keep the mortgage rates low. Listen to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for the investors, the need to remain vigilant never ceases, never ends, never. So you have to have questions probably about your portfolio. It's always there. There's always questions. And we're taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Each day, Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 8899 chart. We're going to talk to Herbert in San Antonio. Hi, Herbert. Hi, Steve. Always good to hear from you. Uh, I have a question regarding a 401k. I have a friend that's 70 years old. He's going to withdraw $10,000 from his 401k. And my question is, is, does he have to include it on his tax return the following year? And if so, is he going to get some of that uh, taxes back on his tax return? Okay. So as soon as you start taking money out of your 401k, regular 401k, not a Roth, regular 401k, which is what most people have, or IRA, the year you take that money out, that amount you take, $10,000 in this case, is added to that year's taxable income. The theory is, is you're not working, so your tax rate would be very low. So it's going to add it to Social Security and then that $10,000, and whatever tax rate you are in is what you're going to be taxed for that $10,000. Will he be getting some of those taxes back when he includes it on his tax return? Depends on his taxes. Does he have a write-off still with his mortgage, or is that paid off? Does he? Uh, I'm not really. Sh- yeah, I'm not really sure, but that that does help a lot. Thank you so much, yeah. Steve. Okay, thanks for the question. Yeah, so whenever you start taking money out of your IRA or your 401k or 403b or 457 in retirement. That money, ha- the, the amount you take that year, the amount you take out has to be added to your income. And these days, you're required to take money out at age 72 and a half. Or is it 72? I'm not sure. The year you turn 72. Okay? But we'll, I'm not sure about that. Talk to your accountant. Okay? Okay. Um, <laughs> excuse me. J.P. Morgan says oil may hit $150 a barrel. They say that because they think OPEC is driving prices, which is true. Because, you know, we used to have more control over the price of oil when we were freewheeling, drilling for new oil and, you know, finding new sources. And But the, the new administration is death on oil. So... Just because they have that attitude means that oil companies are not drilling like they usually would, finding new supplies. All that means is a constriction of supplies, the perception that supplies are going to be constricted. And OPEC, frankly, I think they're pumping out quite a bit. I don't know if they're at their maximum, but I think they're close. So asking them to pump out more makes 
you know, not a lot of sense to me. Why don't we pump out more if oil is needed to keep the prices low? Now, I don't know if I believe J.P. Morgan that oil per barrel is going to $150 a barrel. I don't believe that. But one of the arguments they have, which is very valid, is that auto executives are saying that the EV market will be 50% of the U.S. and China by 2030. Therefore, do we need more oil? You know, uh, it's kind of interesting that oil demand is supposed to go way down, but oil prices are going way up now. Isn't that interesting? They have that kind of dichotomy going on. Doesn't seem right, but it's what's happening. Okay. 888-99-CHART. Let's grab another voice bank question. The same number, 888-992-4278. Hi, this is Brian from Laguna Beach, California. I was wondering if now is a good time to buy some shares into Disney. Looks like it's uh, down because of the third quarter or fourth quarter projections or review. And uh, I was wondering if uh, it's a good time to buy. Thank you. Disney's still in a downtrend. I would wait, but it certainly is becoming more and more attractive as it's going down. Earnings are going up. Uh, last year they earned two twenty nine a share. This year they're going to be four twenty four. Next year five seventy five. It's a one hundred forty four dollar stock. Okay, so it's fairly based on next year's earnings. It's fairly inexpensive. Uh, is but it's not cheap. It's just less expensive. Now, just to remind you, in their heyday in two thousand eighteen, they made seven dollars and eight cents a share. So there's still a long way from that. But I, I kind of like Disney. I don't necessarily want to buy it now, but I would give you a buy point. I think if it gets down to about one, oh, one twenty-five to one thirty, I, I, it's hard for me to. Uh, it's hard for me to say no. Nah, don't buy it there. I I would want to be a buyer, but I want to see it flatten out. I want to see it to stop falling first. But yeah, I think it's to be on your watch list. And be ready to pull the trigger. I do. Disney. D-I-S is a symbol, everybody. And the reason why I'm not, you know, everybody knows what they are. They do movies and they have their theme parks and everything. So, you know, I don't need to tell you that. Just about everyone has heard about crypto. And lots of people have jumped into the game as we go to break. Here's my trivia question. By age group, which set of Americans have purchased more crypto than any other age range? Now, the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to ask all your investment questions. 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? I'm calling to ask your opinion on an ETF called XLI. And the question is, during a market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady? And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. A warrant is a right to buy shares of stocks at a certain price. What's your question? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. 
There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, we had a trivia question for you. By age group, which set of Americans have purchased more crypto than any other age range? So that was a question. Okay. Crypto is a pretty happening thing. We all know that. Yet most experts will warn you not to invest in crypto before before a 401k or IRA. Invest in those first, buy stock. And what, but, but with that said, okay, I am one, I am one of the group age groups that doesn't want to buy cryptocurrency. Only 4% of people of 65 or older will buy cryptocurrency. And obviously, you can guess, is the youngest people, 18 to 34, make up 45% of those who purchase cryptocurrencies of some kind, the greatest share. Between, between 35 and 44, that's the next group at 37%. When you get to 55, 11, 55 to 64, only 11%, then 4% 65 or over. Now, 
you know, I don't have a problem with the people trying to roll a dice on cryptocurrency at all. But I have a problem with them putting more than 3 to 5% of their portfolio into cryptocurrency. It's super speculative. The odds of you losing your money are very high. The chances of you making a bazillion dollars are very low. But they're there. I'm not saying you can't. You can. But look how wild that ride would be. Is. Not not will. Is. It's a wild, wild ride. So be very, very careful. Let's go to Gary in New Jersey. I lived in New Jersey for eight or nine years. Hi, Gary. Hey, Steve. How's it going? How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Where part of New Jersey do you live in? I'm in the Somerset County area, right by New Brunswick. Know it well. Good. Okay. Nice area. What can I do for you, Gary? Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Um, I'm calling for uh, EXPI, which is a cloud-based uh, brokerage uh, in real estate. Uh, huh? Looking to take on, you know, like the Keller Williams and the Coldwell Bankers of the world, the Remaxes. Um, it looks like it's growing. I think it started out on the West Coast and starting to grow. Um, the earnings looks like it's starting to grow a bit, and, and so is the revenue speeding out, you know, year over year. So just wanted to see what you thought with, like, the fundamentals and maybe um, okay. the, um, you know. It has very good growth prospects. It's growing very fast in sales, growing very fast in earnings. It's X, EXP World Holdings, Inc., owns and operates cloud-based real estate brokerage services for residential and real estate market. Earnings are going to be $0.57 cents this year. It was only $0.21 cents last year. Before that, they were losing money for years. Next year, it's going to be $0.76. Cents. This is earnings. Sales have slowed down. They only grew 97% in the most recent quarter. Before that was 183. Before that was 115. Before that, 122. So it has a lot of growth in sales, and earnings are starting to pick up. Return equity is very good at 32. Uh, the, the you know the the management's on 36 percent. Mutual funds have almost doubled their ownership in a year. Those are all fundamentals that tell me that there's a lot of support for this stock. Now, the negative, it's very expensive. You're gonna buy. You're only gonna make 76 cents a share, but it's a 36 dollar stock. So is it worth that kind of huge PE range? And I'm gonna say it's worth a pretty big PE range. Uh, so you know, I, I you know, this is gonna be a momentum type play. You're going to have – it's not a value play. It's a growth plus momentum. And the momentum has slowed down. What I would do, if you're going to buy it, I would I would pick a spot to get out if it falls further. Right now it's at $36. I'd probably pick about $31. If it breaks below $31, I'd be out. But, you know, it's the high is $90. That was in 2000 – that was in March or so – uh, 2021. Okay, so and then it fell to a low of 22, then pe- peaked at 54, then again at 55, and now it's down to 36. So yeah, it's. I think it's consolidating, but I'm not sure if it's consolidating at this price or will it do it at a lower price. But yeah, I I think if with risky money, I would take a shot at this. But I'd probably wait. 
myself, I wait for it to stop falling, see if it holds. Gary, good question. Thank you. Good start. EXPI, EXP World Holdings, Inc. Okay, when people call, or or when people take time to to time out of their busy day and leave a InvestDog podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them with a quick courtesy answer to a question they may have. So here's a question from iTunes reviewers, Randall, 1951. I'm using the Dividend dividend Kings as a guide to buying good dividend stocks. I don't have a lot of free time to research. Is this a good approach? Why or why not? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like dividend achievers better than dividend kings. Dividend achievers gives you a lot more information and a very easy and quick way to review. And they give you different dividend stocks over different periods of time. Uh, they give you dividend stocks that have always increased their dividends every year for the last 10, 20, 30, 50 years. Our dividend stocks have always paid a dividend since you know, on and on and on. And I like it because it's more in-depth and more thorough. So it's called Dividend Achievers. They come out with a book every couple of years, I think. Yeah, but I, I would suggest take a look at that. Okay? Good. Thank you for the question. Let's pivot to the Investor Voice Bank again for this question that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Randy calling from Minnesota. And a lot of times you talk about it's at strong support or at this number it's at strong support. How do you know it's at strong support? I will hang up and listen. Great podcast. Bye for now. Okay, that's a very good question. We look at, okay, this is called charting. We're looking at a chart. Uh, When you buy a company and you want to own a company, you look at the fundamentals. It's earnings, it's sales, it's profit margins, it's management team. It's brand, you know, all those things. When you're looking at, that's called fundamental analysis. You're looking at the fundamentals. Their technical analysis is nothing more than looking at a chart to see what the actual public is doing, buying and selling that stock. Okay. So we start with a one-year daily chart. So it's a chart of daily movement of a stock over a one-year period. That's a basic chart. And, you know, stocks go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. Support is where the stock goes up, comes down to a point, then bounces up, maybe comes down to close to that point or a little below that point, bounces back up, and you're looking at this year of the activity and you're saying, hey, those two times it bounced down to that price, it bounced off of it at both times. That's support. That's where people start to come in. They think it's cheap or they think that's a good price to buy. Whatever, people come in and start to buy at that price. The more times it bounces off of that kind of number, the better, meaning it's strong support. That's what that is. Resistance is the same thing going up. It can't seem to get above this or bounces off. Can't get above that price. Done it two or three times, four times. That happens too. Now, remember, reading a chart is not science. It's an art. Don't think of it as, okay, it's always true. It's not. It's just generally true. Not always true. So every now and then, it is fun to play two in a row. So here comes another question from the 888-99 chart number. Hello, Justin and Steve. have a question about ticker symbol UUP. It's for the U.S. dollar. It's an ETF. Uh, wondering if 
the momentum of the past eight days could be sustained? Would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. The dollar, uh, the UUP is uh, Invesco's dollar bullish bearish. It's just tracking the U.S. dollar against other currency. ETF seeking performance corresponding to the Invesco dollar U.S. index bullish fund index. Okay, and the dollar has actually done quite well in the last, you know, shoot, even from beginning of the year. Last year it went down because it went down, gold did well. This year it's gone up, and gold has struggled for most of this year, if you've noticed. But it hasn't gone down much, but it's struggled. Now, the dollar in recent weeks have shot up. Today was a down day. But I think we're seeing a, a big push up on the dollar, and I think we might be finished for the time being. So I think that we that top we made three or four days ago is a pivot point, and meaning that it's going to pivot back down and find support again. And probably, you know, well, I won't tell you numbers because, you know, that won't make sense to you. But I think they'll come down. I think we've seen the big move up in the short term. Long term is still bullish. You know, it's a bullish pattern for a year. So you can't say, and of course it's had ups and downs for that year, but if you'll look at a chart you'll find of, of UUP, you'll find that the strong support at $25 and 20, right around $25, it seems to bounce off of that. Okay? Let's go to Bill in San Rafael. How you doing, Bill? Hi, Steve. Doing well. How's your day going? Pretty good. Can't complain. Oh, I could, but, you know, I don't have kids <laughs> to complain to. And my wife will not listen to me, so there you go. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about AT&T? Uh, uh, AT&T, yeah. I have a small position just uh, uh, in a balanced portfolio for the dividend, and I've been recently watching the share price slip, and I'm not sure if uh, I understand the situation uh, they've been talking about a dividend cut because they spun Time Warner off. Yeah. Just wanted to see what your take uh, is on this at this time. Yeah, it, it's a tough call because they spun Time Warner off, and that helped contribute to the dividend. So the dividend is going to be cut. I mean, the dividend right now, based on the price now, is 9.1%. That's not going to be the case going forward. It's going to be like 4%, 4.5% going forward. Okay? That's still a very good dividend. But the price has got crushed today, down what five six percent today, uh, twenty two eighty four, and there's not a lot of support, you know, where this seems we're dealing with kind of unknown unknown territories. Now they're going to make three dollars and sixteen cents next year. It's a twenty two dollars stock. That tells you, man, that's a good deep value price, right? That's what that tells you. So at some point, you got to be a buyer of AT and T. It's not a growth stock, and you really buy it for the dividend. But it probably will bounce at some point, and I just don't know where that point is yet. I don't. I think. I'm, I, I mean, we own this in some of our managed accounts, and we're debating whether we want to wait for the bounce and how far down does it go and that kind of thing. So we're also struggling with that thought. But if I was to, I tend to want to be a buyer of AT and T. Okay, but I would wait till it stops going down. I need to see some support first. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That's AT&T, everybody. T is the symbol. Okay, uh, let's see what we got. Uh, so as we get closer to the end of the year, I think it's worth uh, 
a minute or two to talk about our company, Justin Klein and and I uh, are owners of KPP Financial. Um, so what makes us a little bit different? We're in Orange County, California, between L.A. and San Diego. What makes us a little bit different than everybody else is that we actually talk to our clients. We will talk to them. We also practice what we preach. We put our money where our mouth is. We call it parallel investing. We buy the same positions or sell the same positions at the same time, same percentages as our clients. Not too many people do that out there. There are some, but not too many. But we've been doing it for years and years and years. Okay? We have different strategies for how much risk you want to take. Uh, we treat everybody equally as far as, you know, the strategies. doesn't matter how much money you have. As long as, as long as you have the minimums to get in, you can have a million dollars, 200000 $10 million. doesn't matter. We're going to treat you all exactly the same. And, you know, we would be happy to take a look at your portfolio at no cost. I looked at a couple today. At no cost, no obligation. If you want to take a look at it, we'll be happy to do it. Give you some help, some guidance. Of course, we can't manage your portfolio. And some people think, oh, that's what that means when I say that. No, we can look at your portfolio and talk to you, try to find out whether, you know, you're properly, you know, you're taking the proper risk that you should be taking or that you want to take and that your portfolio matches that. And that we'll talk to you about your portfolio. We just won't manage it for you unless you want to hire us. So don't mistake me. We will help you and give you some advice. And I don't have a problem with that. But some people kind of abuse that free offer. They want us to buy and sell their stocks for them or tell them what to buy and sell. Don't do that. Let's go to Robert in Milbray. Hi, Robert. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for um, calling. I was curious about this company called uh, ASX. Um, it's uh, Life360. They recently did an acquisition with, uh, or they acquired a tile company, and they do the uh, the smart devices to find stuff. Just kind of curious if you believe this market might be good, and if this is a good acquisition. Okay, you have the symbol A is an Apple, S is in Sam, X is an X-ray. Yes, I believe it's in the Australian market. So I don't know if you have the data for that, unfortunately. <laughs> now ASX is ASE Technology, and that's a Taiwan Taiwanese producer of events. Uh, it, it helps build computers, computer packaging. So it's not the same company. So that company you are suggesting is not traded on our exchanges, or else it would have a different symbol. Sorry, I couldn't help you with that, Robert. We can finish this answer. Well, no, we can't. Actually, that's pretty much it. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here to help you achieve your financial freedom. Everybody wants it. I want it. Everybody wants it. And our work will continue after this break. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief Riskalyze quiz. The InvestTalk phone lines are open and waiting for your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Justin and Steve, this is James from Georgia. Got a question about ticker symbol FCX. That's Freeport McMoran. I'm holding it, and 
I think BHP is performing better. Do you think it would be a good idea to sell this and then just put that money with BHP? I'll listen for your advice. Appreciate the show. Have a great day. I probably don't. I like FCX better. Why? BHP is an Australian company engaged in mining and metal mining and, and energy. But there's one thing they do that I don't like. They also mine for coal. Now, China needs a lot of coal, but they also mine for oil and gas. But F, FCX doesn't mine for that coal. You know, And coal is dirty, right? Everybody hates it because it's dirty. Worldwide campaign to get rid of coal out of energy production and not mining and quit polluting the world, right? That's what I don't like about that, that, that concept. Uh, uh, Freeport Bank Moran engaged in exploration and development of copper, gold, silver, molybdenum mines in Indonesia. I, I, like, I like that area better. I also like that they're growing BHP. Let me go back. Yeah, it looks like FCX is growing, uh, uh, growing its sales faster, but FCX is also a little more expensive. Now, you know, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, but I would pick uh, Freeport Mac Moran, Inc. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, Jeremy Siegel, the Wharton School of Business, warns of a 10% drop in December, you're specific about what month. December, that's not very far away. Couple of days. However, there is a however. He really covers his bases by saying, if the Fed seeks cracking down on inflation, well, they're not going to do that in December. I guarantee you they're not going to do that. So, uh, you know, so is his 10% call any good at all? Not really. I mean... See, anybody can say anything. They can predict, and they can be an expert at it. I've noticed that experts are often wrong, but they can be an expert at it. But then if they put qualifiers on it like this, well, that's not very helpful, is it? No. Now, chip shortages, chip shortages, chip, chip, you know, computer chips. Shortage is likely to continue into the next year, and it may get worse. One of the reasons is, Two very large chip makers, Chinese chip makers, Semiconductor Manufacturing International, or SIMC, SIMIC, and Huawei are Chinese companies that are both banned or restricted for selling chips in the U.S. And they're major. I mean, I mean, SIMIC uh, produces five percent of global of global chips out there. Global, a worldwide global amount of chips produced out of this one company, 5%. And we know why they are banned from selling chips here because of the Chinese military controls those companies. And, you know, they can spy on us by using their chips. So they're banned. And I will say Biden recently, President Biden recently eased the restrictions a little bit, but the ban's still in place. So somehow we got to replace that shortage, and it takes time to do that. I mean, you're going to build a new factory? Some, some other companies got to pick up the slack. Maybe they don't want to build a new factory. 
Maybe they think that the U.S. government will back off of these two companies and let them sell to U.S. companies again. Here they are building a new factory. They got to give that consideration. Can't just do it. You know, as a CEO of a company, you got to be very deliberate about making those kinds of huge money decisions, building a new factory. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcast downloads. You can get your anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and please be sure to review us or rate us on iTunes. I appreciate that. Uh, you can leave a brief question while you're doing it. We'll answer it right away, we promise. Independent thinking, share success. This is Invest Talk. Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.